Some days I believe in God, others not. The words are from a physicist who won a Nobel Prize in physics, Dr Leon Lederman. Is it unusual for a scientist to think God might exist? I wondered that same thing when I read Dr Lederman's comment. So I researched what a number of Nobel Prize winning scientists said about God. I'll be glad to discuss what I discovered. Many people have the impression that all scientists are atheists. Some even go so far as to say that science forces a person to be an atheist. During these next few minutes, we examine those ideas on a program we call Truth in the Test Tube. Tell me more about the statement you quoted a few minutes ago. Did the physicist who said, some days I believe in God, others not, elaborate on what he meant? Well, yes. Shortly after winning the 1988 Nobel Prize for Physics, Dr Leon Lederman told the Chicago Tribune newspaper, there will always be room for God if we discover all the laws of physics. The question remains, who made the laws? I've been told for years that all scientists are atheists. Is Dr Lederman the only scientist of Nobel calibre who thinks God may exist? Oh, far from it. German physicist Max Born won the 1954 Nobel Prize in Physics for his work on quantum mechanics. Born once commented, Those who say that the study of science makes man an atheist must be rather silly people. Why did he say that? He didn't elaborate, but other Nobel laureates have explained why belief in God makes sense to them. For example, German-British researcher Dr Ernst Boris Chain was awarded a Nobel Prize in Medicine for research work involving the ability of penicillin to cure diseases. Chain commented, The principle of teleological purpose stares the biologist in the face wherever he looks. The probability for such an event as the origin of DNA molecules to have occurred by sheer chance is just too small to be seriously considered. The assumption of directive forces in the origin and development of vital processes becomes a necessity in any kind of interpretation. In other words, a brain had to be controlling creation. Yes, Erwin Schrödinger, an Austrian physicist who pioneered in quantum physics and was awarded the 1933 Nobel Prize in Physics, expressed a similar idea, but Schrödinger went beyond purpose in the universe to purpose in people's lives. He said, I'm very astonished that the scientific picture of the real world around me is very deficient. It gives a lot of factual information and puts all our experience in a magnificently consistent order. But it's ghastly silent about all that really matters to us. It cannot tell us a word about red and blue, bitter and sweet, physical pain and physical delight. It knows nothing of beautiful and ugly, good or bad, God and eternity. Science sometimes pretends to answer questions in these domains, but the answers are often so silly that we're not inclined to take them seriously. That's an interesting point. The natural sciences are so objective that they can't tell us what is beautiful or ugly, or good or bad. Yes, and deciding whether or not God exists is far beyond the ability of science. There's no litmus paper that can detect God. Right. Some of the most thought-provoking statements about God came from scientists who lived too early to get Nobel laurels. Nobel Prizes didn't originate until the 20th century. If they had existed earlier, 17th century French mathematician and physicist Blaise Pascal certainly would have deserved one. 
Pascal believed God reveals himself through what he called two books. First, God shows his wisdom and power in the things he created, the book of nature. And secondly, God gives additional information about himself in his written word, the Bible. I quote Pascal, Let no man think that a man can search too far or be too well studied in the book of God's word or in the book of God's works. Well, that's a new thought to me. The idea that nature is a book written by God and that we can learn something about God by studying the world he created. Tell me more. You can tell a lot about an engineer or an artist without ever meeting him. Look at a painting or test drive a car and you can tell how much talent the person had and how carefully he did his work. Similarly, the Bible says, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they display knowledge. In other words, the order of the astronomical heavens show the wisdom and order of the God who made them. Yes, the Bible adds that the book of nature is so clear that the only way people can miss its message is by deliberately closing their minds. The Bible book of Romans says, The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Since what may be known about God is plain to them because God's made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that men are without excuse. That's Romans chapter 1, verses 18 to 20. As we examine the galaxies or the DNA, we see God's wisdom and power implied. Yes, Pascal added, God has given enough evidence of his existence to make belief possible, but he's not given enough evidence to make that belief compelling. Is he saying God shows enough of himself so that we can believe in him, but God doesn't show himself so convincingly that he forces us to believe? Right. God respects our intelligence by encouraging us to think in the process of discovering him, and he respects our freedom by not compelling us to believe against our will. Pascal thought this was because, instead of making us robots, God wants us to choose him, to love him. Pascal said if God showed us all his power and wisdom, that would not produce love but terror. So there were a number of outstanding scientists who believed in God. Yes, many scientists find that the more they learn about nature, the easier it is to believe in God. That reminds me of a statement someone made. Nature is an effect whose cause is God. That's a good summary of what Pascal and others have discovered. Before our time runs out, I want to share a quotation from 20th century American physicist Dr. Arthur Holly Compton. For discovering what we now call the Compton effect relating to X-rays, Compton was awarded the Nobel Prize in Physics. Dr. Compton wrote... For me, faith begins with the realisation that a supreme intelligence brought the universe into being and created man. It's not difficult for me to have this faith, for an orderly, intelligent universe testifies to the greatest statement ever uttered, in the beginning, God. Well, we've covered quite a bit of information today. How would you summarise what Nobel Prize winning scientists think about God? 
Uh, Dr. Leon Lederman said, Some days I believe in God, others not. There'll always be room for God. If we discover all the laws of physics, the question remains, who made the laws? And Dr. Ernst Chain sees purpose in intelligence in natural structures such as DNA. And he concludes, the assumption of directive forces becomes a necessity in any kind of interpretation. And Dr. Compton calls God the supreme intelligence and says, an orderly, intelligent universe testifies to the greatest statement ever uttered, in the beginning, God. In other words, scientists who are Nobel winners are certainly not all atheists. Right. Dr. Richard Ube of Stanford University in California observes, there are proportionately as many atheistic truck drivers as atheistic scientists. And here's one closing quotation from a 1997 Nobel Prize winner in physics. Dr. William Phillips says he can't walk across the fellowship hall of his church without meeting a dozen scientists. Brains are not a hindrance to belief in God. God invites us to love him with our minds. Brains are not a hindrance to belief in God. God invites us to love him with our minds. We know that some of the ideas we present on this program are different from what you have read or learned elsewhere. So if you want to explore more deeply the idea that science harmonizes with the Bible, please feel free to contact us. You may email us at truthtest at truthinthetesttube.org. That's truthtest at truthinthetesttube.org. If you live in India, our email address is testtube at radio882.com. That's testtube at radio882.com. Either way, we'll be happy to hear from you. Please join us again for Truth in the Test Tube.